in, Trips, and welcome back to the With Mates podcast with me, your host, Andrew Grayson. This is the podcast where I get my mates on and we talk about movies or TV shows, but in this particular case, we are talking about a phenomenal TV show. Yes, this is our weekly show where we talk about HBO's The Last of Us. And joining me this week, he's Baby Boone himself, Joseph Boone. Oi, oi, it's me, your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I will never <laughs> cease to enjoy that. And he was, I might now need to double my HBO, man. He was our House of Dragon expert. It's Gregor Firth. I'm back, baby. I'm here. I'm here. How are you? Good, mate. Good. It's been too long. It's so different having like a different energy come in as opposed to the, ah, hi, it's me, Paul Sterrett. (laughs) But that's, uh, but this is, this is what I'm loving, right? Secretly, I can't, I can't admit it to you, but... I love that I've got so many people that I can just like pull in and be like, here, you just want to come talk about this film or you just want to come talk about this show? <laughs> let's geek out. Mate, it's yeah, the with mates, you're starting the with mates multiverse. This that's is how it mean, begins. This is, this, that's the dream. It's the with, oh no, you just you just said Reddit was a cesspit. I was going to say the the this mates podcast Reddit thread, but no, let's do mm. Discord or whatever. That's much better in there. Um, so yes, Gregor has tagged in for uh, the special one, Paul Sterrett. Paul is over in Spain working on his glorious tan with his glorious hairdo and Vash is out there playing soccer and I'm saying soccer because obviously Vash is American and he's got football tonight so unfortunately he had to tag out but we are in very good and very capable hands with the incredible Joseph and the wonderful Gregor. before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to do because there was stuff that came out last week that I forgot to talk about and there's some stuff that's kind of happened. Honestly, it is like every kind of day there's some sort of new Last of Us news. So let's start off with some positivity. Season two is confirmed. Are yes. is it the most obvious decision that should have happened? Were we surprised? Were we happy? Thoughts, gentlemen? Oh, I'm I'm mixed. I'm mixed on it because like seeing episode one and two i was like season two is announced oh cool yeah it's that's to be expected with modern media now seeing episode three i was like oh fucking course they've confirmed season two (laughs) of fucking course yeah exactly gregor what about you mate yeah man i mean it's i'm I'm glad to hear it and i was reading today in the press and stuff as well that they are dedicated to sticking as close as they already have done for the first two episodes anyway, to the to the sort of game yeah. um format and stuff and they're they're gonna do that. I I mean, from the success of the first two episodes, I would have I would have just gone a whole hog and gone, yeah, we're gonna do like five seasons. And if I we mean, have I've... to start writing it, we'll just start yeah. writing it. It's fine. Aye. I mean, I think that, like, the sensible thing, we all knew it was going to get season two, but with the second game, it's doing well. It's doing probably yeah. better than they thought it was. It was quite obvious, but it's nice to get it confirmed. Um, The other thing was... The game uh, has increased, so the sales in the game have went up by like two hundred and something. I bet percent. they have. Bet they and have. We spoke about it in the first episode. I'm going. It's genius marketing. I watched it mm-hmm. live the first week, so I was getting all the American kind of like cuts for trailers, and every every first advert on uh, the show was for the game, and it's and uh. it makes sense. It's for people that have obviously, and this is a genius thing as well. PS5 just became available like to go into a shop and buy. So there are a lot of people that have maybe not got a PS5 that have just got one and have maybe never mm. played The Last of Us. And then you'll get the the converts that, I'm, that I feel as if, Gregor, I might need to slag you a wee bit about being, a, <laughs> a, being an Xbox noob. Get, it out, get away, get away now, from me. Now, I just need to say as well, right, for any listeners there, I've got an Xbox. 
But play, PlayStation's my PlayStation's my jive, man. I fucking that's my, that's my, my thing, man. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about, obviously, it's much sadder news. It came out uh, either today, yesterday time, that sadly Annie Wershing passed away, and Annie Wershing voiced Tess in um in the game. So it's she had a a long battle with cancer, and obviously the cancer kind of got just kind of got to her, and, and sadly she passed away. Um, Joseph, you've sent me a lovely wee message from this was uh, a message from the. It the was Craig and Neil, the yeah, showrunners, show, yeah. The showrunners from the TV show, Neil Druckmann, obviously done the game and worked with um, Annie as well. So I'm just going to read out this this wee message because it is it's really nice. So Annie was a brilliant actor, a wonderful mother, and a bright light of a human being. We mourn for her and the children who are grieving her loss. Tonight's episode has become particularly poignant in a way we would never uh, have hoped or wished for, and we are dedicating it to Annie's memory. It may be too late to get that on screen for tonight, but we will work to get it done as soon as we can. Um, Annie Wershing and the test she originated will live in our hearts. May she rest in peace. And it is, it's it's sad news. That's it's always lovely, sad. Yeah, it's always yeah. sad when somebody, especially so young, I believe she was 45. Yeah, very, 45. Talent, very talented actor. Um, as I say, like she created a character that within the game was very poignant and very memorable and it's kind of led to obviously the character that we got in the series so as mm. yeah we would just like to kind of put our thoughts out there and thoughts with our family and, and yeah, joseph sure. you said there's a gofundme for yeah they've uh somebody set up a gofundme to um because she is unfortunately left behind three sons um yeah. who are still quite young and so gofundme is set up to just essentially help them out because obviously it's it's a massively uh, difficult time they're going to go yeah. through and mm. I, I believe mm. yeah just to yeah, all the thoughts and prayers and everything yeah. like you can feel and pass on is probably going to be felt by many Last of Us fans across the world. Definitely, definitely. Andrew, maybe maybe we could drop that in the in the footnote. Yes, for the, be in, for the end of it, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll put the GoFundMe in the description and I'll see. I'll That'd share it amazing. on the, my social medias and stuff like that. Um, yeah. for for Annie and the kids. So let's kind of pivot off from that as i said it was a sad note but let's talk about this week's episode um not to be hyperbolic this is the best thing that's ever been on television yeah yeah fully fully agree fully agree it is the best hmm. thing to be on television and we're only three episodes i am fucking at (laughs) i cannot stress how excited i was for this show it was my thing. Now, everybody that's listened to me and anybody that's ever fucking looked at me or spoke to me knows <laughs> I am a fucking Marvel weirdo and I live for that shit, right? This was above it all because Last of Us is my game and my fuck are they exceeding what... Not even, like, meeting my expectations. It's going above and beyond. I adored this episode. I thought mm-hmm. it was spec-fucking-tacular. The the we'll, we'll we'll get into spoilers a wee bit later. We'll make sure to give you a spoiler warning um before we get into spoilers. But the music, the performances, the the difference. Well, it's pretty much the entire episode is almost completely different from the game. It, it's unbelievable. And again, I said it last week, and I will stress this week. And Gregor, I'll I'll tell you this in case you hadn't seen or listened to last week's episode. There is a partner podcast. Uh, it's just HBO, The Last of Us where mm. Troy Baker, who voices Joel in the game, speaks to the two showrunners and they just kind of dissect the episode. 
yeah. this week's episode and the pop following podcast. Absolute phenomenal. Phenomenal to watch and then phenomenal to listen to. Cannot recommend it enough from an nice. actor's point of view or just a fan's point of view. It is spectacular. Yeah. I've said my piece. <laughs> well done. I'm gonna Good I'm gonna take a breath and I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna start with Joseph because I want uh, Gregor, we need to we need we need a we extended review for what you think of the first three episodes. Sure, sure, sure. Joseph, Joseph, what about you, mate? This so week's I'll, episode. I'll start with rephrasing what I said in our wee little chat. Um I had to check myself midway, look midway through the episode to go, oh fuck, we're watching The Last of Us here. Yeah, we're watching a show about about infected zombies and that sort of stuff. But no, I am being smacked in the face with an emotional sledgehammer. It, like <laughs> what? 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 What a fucking episode, my boys! What a fucking episode! It it was not only was it poignant and thoughtful and pushed a lot of TV boundaries. Really? Oh yeah. It it, it was heartwarming. It was it was sad. It was beautiful. It was it was not what I expected to see, but what I desperately fucking needed to see. Like you know, you mm. know when you, you like things get adapted for for TV, for theater, for whatever, and you're like, oh, how are they going to change it from the original source material? When they said episode three was going to diverge, and diverge it fucking did it took a u-turn on what happens mm. from the game i never thought i would be wanting the adaptation to be in the game instead of what actually happened in game mm. yeah and i think it's i think again to go back to the, the to go back to what the podcast is the podcast is great at kind of comparing what they do in the show because it wouldn't work in the game or what they do in the show because they had to change it and it, and it just doesn't kind of but there's one instance that we'll talk about later on when we get to spoilers that that wasn't in the episode, but I think it was the smart decision because I don't mm -hmm. think it changes well from game to um to to, to TV. But Gregor, mate, obviously you you came in with fresh eyes. You'd never played the mm. game. Um, what were your expectations and stuff, and how have the how have the first three episodes um kind of lived up to that or matched to that? Yeah, no. So I mean, I I know of the game. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done a lot of research into it. I just kind of knew the main premise of it, and you know this this amazing story of of um, Joel and um, Ellie and stuff. And I just, yeah, I mean, it was great. And watching the first episode, and actually then going afterwards and seeing how close they'd kept it yeah. to that opening of the game, and I was like, these guys are on point on every single shot. It's mm -hmm. ridiculous. They smashed it on the first one because they had to go in with a big punch. To yeah. sort of set the set the tone and go right. Here's what we're going to be doing. Second episode, yeah. Some people said it was a bit slower. It's a story establishing episode, so I was quite happy with that. And mm. today's one was just, yeah. It was. I was. I was getting a bit welled up at certain points watching that. I thought it was yeah. just such a beautiful thing to watch. And it's a, it's great that they've got such a following from loads of people who've played the game. Yeah, loads of people are now buying into the game and going, yeah. "Oh my god, this is amazing already!" But even for somebody who really doesn't know a huge amount about it, I'm still fully invested in it. So, yeah. do you know? What I mean, they're they're ticking every every box, every box that needs to be ticked is and being I, ticked. And I couldn't agree with that more. I think I think the lovely balance that they've got for, um, I wouldn't even call it. Uh, what's 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 the phrase? Star Wars fucking beat us over a shovel with it, and the third <laughs> new one. <laughs> Fan, no. Fan service. Fan like, service, yeah. yes. Fan service. 
it's not necessarily fan service, but there's loads of stuff that we go, oh, that's in the game. And yeah, and there's Easter kinda, eggs and stuff. Yeah, in there's there, loads of stuff. Like, All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, loads of stuff that's for us, but then the new stuff is also like, oh, this is new, this is fresh, this works. Mm. Um, it's it's a lovely, lovely balance uh, that they've got. And I just want to kind of go back on a point or that that Joseph brought up, just because I, I feel as if I need to come up with a wee theme a theme tune for uh, bashing on Craig Andrew Mooney. Hi, Craig. <laughs> um, <laughs> Craig, obviously the leader of the 100, brought me and Joseph together on uh, Hingway. He hasn't been too hot on this. He's very much had the thought of one zombie show is the same as all zombie shows. This is why I fucking adore this show in comparison. First of all, they're not zombies. They're infected. They are are fungus-infected things, right? They're not zombies. Second of all, this episode... I have kind of said to people when I've when I've been kind of hyping it up to say, oh, you should watch it, is I'm going, look, it's set round about somewhat of a zombie apocalypse, but that's mm. the background of it. It's so much more than just that. It's about the characters, it's about relationships, it's about yeah. groups, it's all about that. Just in the background of there's been a pandemic and now we're all fucked. But like mm. this episode in particular, the, the fact that you were saying, Joseph, it's like, Oh fuck yeah! This is the Last of Us. This is this is a mm-hmm. zomb- in quotations zombie show, and you didn't get anything like that. Um, yeah, I thought I, th- I thought they'd done absolutely incredible. Well, now before we get to spoilers, we had a listener um, reach out to me somewhat, and I have somewhat of an apology. So shout oh. out to, shout out to Kieran, Irish Kieran, but he's pronounced is pronounced Kieran uh, over in Ireland, who I was apparently annoying and winding up because I called them like little mouth tentacles and little mouth roots and all that. <laughs> so I will correct myself. Apparently they're called mycelium. That's what the real name is. So Kieran, Kieran, I apologize, mate, but I will tell you this. If you think I'm going to remember that they are called mycelium <laughs> and I won't be calling them wee mouth roots from now on, you're sadly mistaken. But thank you for listening. And thank, thank you, Kieran. For- yeah. Cheers. See, I, I, I wouldn't have called them mycelium. I would have called them fronds because fronds sounds just a little bit more icky. What's fronds? Is that just so another word? A frond word? is like is like of a tentacle or an appendage. Of course, you're fucking mycelium is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling like a dunce, just being like, well, it's just root, roots. Whereas you're just like, actually, I would actually call them. What did you call them? Uh, fronds. Fronds. Mm. What's a frond? A fr- it's like a wee technically thing. It's like like an antenna, but not like start. I, I don't know. It just well, it's a bit weird. I was inundated. Hey. I was inundated <laughs> with messages telling me it's my celib, so we're going to call them my celib. Yeah, call them my celib. Yeah, there's yeah. another word as well that's getting that used. Yeah. There's another word that's getting used in this show that I can't think for the life of me. Begins with a C. It's like basically the reason that they're all getting infected. I can't remember. Like Kieran, shout out and tell Let, me what that one is as well. Let's just as as the Withmits podcast. Let's just call them the fungal love tentacles. Let's just yes, call I them like that. that. Yeah, man, I'm down with that. I am Fung, down with that. Fungal mouth, fungal mouth fucks because that man <laughs> mouth fucked her last week with his mini mini with fungal his mouth with willies. his mycelium <laughs> mini yeah. fungal mouth willies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They all, they all, the, the one thing as well, I, I've made a big kind of show about, and again, Kieran, appreciate you listening, mate. Thank you for reaching out and all that stuff. But I've, I've now got like, there's, there's like a good 5% of me going, I bet I've just said that word wrong. I've remembered it wrong. And he's going to need to text and going, actually, I think you're fine. But yeah, shout out, mate. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, now, cheers. That's brilliant. 
Yes, yeah. now is the time for your spoiler warning. If you haven't watched this week's episode of The Last of Us, episode three, long, long time, now's the time to pod the, pause the podcast, head on over to HBO or to Sky Atlantic or wherever you watch the show, watch it and then come on back and hear myself, Gregor and Joseph's uh, spoiler thoughts. So obviously the meat of this episode is um, Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the start, obviously, of Ellie and Joel. So we see it kind of opens up with, with Joel somewhat mourning, doing that wee kind of stone pillar. Mm-hmm. And and I, what I'm loving, the more and more these episodes are going by, is you are seeing the Ellie and Joel relationship grow. Yeah. He's still got her at arm's length, probably further out than arm's length, but he's still got her at arm's length. Like, there's a part in the trailer where he says, your cargo which I'm assuming is going to come probably next week. But, like, you can still see that Joel has that wall, but Ellie's kind of making jokes again, and she's she's, she's asking loads of questions and stuff. And mm. it's it was just... I, I just can't go over how good and how well this has been cast. Pedro Pascal is a phenomenal actor. Bella Ramsey is a phenomenal actor. Their chemistry is on point, and I love mm. everything they are doing. I think it, it's it's also a testament to just like how well it's been cast and how well they act. Just like even though this episode was not about them, there are still standout moments from both of them. Entirely, and, yeah, like the the shift because obviously they go they go into a gas station to find Joel's stash yeah. and. Um, Ellie being Ellie, she fucks off for a moment <laughs> and jumps down to the basement and finds it's like looking looking for um <clears throat> sanitary products or, or or like whatever and she finds a infected in rubble and there's a moment where you hear it first and you think oh fuck she's in danger she's alone yeah. but you you get to watch her play with the zombie. As yeah, it, I find like, that I like, find that weird. Yeah. I find like, that weird. <laughs> oh, and, and and it just it shows how well she, like Bella Ramsey is able to switch from that you know like a a thirteen year old kid persona to someone who's seen some shit yeah. already. It is, it, it's more for me. It's more she's got a bit of a diabolical side to her that like she's constantly wanting a gun. She was somewhat playing with the zone, like almost like a kid mm-hmm. with a magnifying glass, like fucking mm. the ants kind of thing. She's like, she's mm. like there's a there's a beautiful line in uh the song Youth by Daughter, which kind of reminds me of Ellie. It's like setting setting fire to our insides for fun. And mm. it's like that self-destructive nature she's kind of got. Yeah. There's like there's that streak. And like if if we do go into season two and they stick true to the game, we'll see more and more of that as Yeah, mm. entirely. And, entirely. Oh, it'll be so good. The yeah. the stuff I liked about that as well is like because again, just listening to interviews and, and reading some stuff, they they haven't actually played the game. But there's so many times where I think Bella sounds like Ellie. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, not maybe not to the ear, but just like the the intonation, the way she, like the way she bites back at a yeah. bunch of things. It's like I'm, I'm because I think we said in the first episode of this, like I'm struggling to when I hear her, I'm like, wait, hold on, has Ashley Johnson dubbed over that? Yeah, because it's like you know <laughs> they don't sound the same, but they do. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's a beautiful voice match. Yeah, mm-hmm. entirely. Yeah. I think she's great. Um, Gregor, just out of interest, what were your thoughts well, on the character of Ellie? Um, she's br- uh, she's I mean she's brilliant she is feisty she is what 13 14 in the show mm-hmm. she's grown up purely with the whole 
thing going on. Um, so everything like great example in in today's show where she sees the airplane crashed on the hillside. Yeah. And she's like, did you ever go up in that? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, but fucking hell, man, you yeah, were in the, sky. in the sky. You got yeah. to fly. That's insane. And then, you know, towards the end bit where they're they're in the car and she's playing around like an innocent kid. Yeah. And yet at the same time, she has got that harsh, foul little mouth on her as well. Yeah. I adore that. Um, but yeah, that whole scene in the basement with the zombie where she plays with it for a little while, but then she kind of goes, no, well, actually, no, I'm done with this now. So yeah. put, puts him out of his misery and stuff. I think she's brilliant. And like you've said, the casting of her, yeah, I couldn't now honestly see anyone apart from Bella play that yeah. character. I just couldn't. It, it it wouldn't work for me. And I think um, I think the interesting thing that comes to it as well is like when I, when my dad watched the first time, he's like, I don't really like her. I'm going, you're not supposed to. She's supposed to be a fucking pain in the arse. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the joy of watching this series and what we are seeing between Pedro and Bella is that they are they are getting that kind of slowly but surely we're seeing the relationship evolve. And the thing mm. that I really actually enjoyed, especially about Pedro's performance. So we talk about the the plane and you see the two different sides to to Ellie being that kind of childlike, but also like fucking stabbing a a, a creature in the head and yeah, yeah. a gun and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I, I I think we see more sides to 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 uh, Joel in this episode, mm -hmm. where even at the start, where he's like, right, come on, we're going to cut through this wooded area, and she and he's like, and she's like, why? And he's like, I don't want you to go that way. There's stuff I don't want you to see. And she's like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. come on, let me see it. So Joseph, just to pick on something you said. Uh, pre-spoilers this episode pushed the boat obviously we'll talk about it uh, a bit, bit between Bill and Frank but mate there was one of the most fucked up visuals in this fucking um, yeah. in the start of this fucking show where, baby oh, skeleton the other thing we didn't we didn't mention as well no cold open yeah no cold open that's but we were straight in this time that's because we didn't need a cold open from before yeah because yeah. the entire episode was set fucking before. Well, that's and, it. And they used that device to crawl into your chest cavity and rip out your fucking heart. <laughs> and then before. stuff it down your throat. And then Aye, stuff exactly. it and say, wipe your eyes with this child. Aye. But and this was that. <laughs> it wasn't even just the baby skeleton. You've seen the clothes and then it flashes the clothes, back. And then, then, then the she's holding baby? the bairn. Oh, oh, it was fucked up and then again this is where uh, uh, this so see how they dealt with um the the time jumps in this mm. gives me such confidence that they'll be able to stick to how they told the story of season of, of the second game yeah again without spoiling anything there's a way in the second game where patterns kind of of play come into mm. it and what they did in this episode made me go, oh, they'll be able to figure that out. No bother. Like they'll be, yeah. because the time jumps were very clear, very succinct. And like, it wasn't like beating you over the head going five years later. They kind of, it was, it was enough where you kind of gradually knew. Um, so let's get to the meat of this episode. Um, Bill and Frank. <clears throat> so I'm just getting their names up because they, they need accolades for this. So this Murray, is... Bar Murray Bartlett as Frank and Nick Offerman and Nick. as Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, I wept uh, at this episode. Like there, there's parts that we will get to that I absolutely just teared up. But mm. the thing that interested me about it was they 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 speak about this on the HBO podcast where they were like, 
there's obviously a debate and we obviously know this as being actors where it's like should only gay people be able to play gay people should straight people only mm-hmm. play straight people this that and the other thing uh, and Nick Offerman is straight but him and um, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann kind of came together and they were like look we think you can do this, but you need to kind of, you need to talk to people and you need to understand what it's like. But the thing that, that was really interesting about it was Murray Bartlett is actually, in real life, is a middle-aged married gay man. The mm-hmm. director of the episode, Peter Hoare, is also a, a middle-aged okay, gay married mm-hmm. man. Uh, I think there was an editor that was the same, and I think there was another couple of people. So there was many people in this cast that were actually like... Like, like, it, that, like it was their lifestyle. Yeah, they had their You can and you can tell from from watching the episode that n- none none of the displays of homosexuality or homosexual intimacy or or anything anything like that is like here you go. That's that's a tick a, a box tick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's real. Every single moment is real, yeah. and mm-hmm. the it speaks to how strong those two performers are. The yeah. fact that they can display not only that chemistry when we see them later on in their life, but also the something that, especially for, um, I'm assuming, men of Bill's era or um, motivations or whatever, that, that vulner- the, like, male vulnerability. His background, mm. because let's, let's be clear, this guy's MAGA. Like, he yeah. is fucking MAGA. Like, 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 what was it? Frank's line says it all. He's like, oh, yes, and 9-11 was an inside job. Like, oh, no, it was the one after that as well. He's like, oh, 9-11 was an inside job. On the government were Nazis. the government are Nazis. And he's like, the government are Nazis. He's like, well, yeah, not, not, not then. Now, yes, they are, but not then. It was genius, but we're skipping ahead. Yeah, I want sorry. to talk about. I want to talk about the first time we see um, Nick Offerman as Bill. First of all, aesthetically, l- looks the part. Fantastic casting again, once again. Mm. And I believe either the director or the casting director, whoever it was that was that was involved, said they love to use comedic actors in dramatic roles. And I think Nick Offerman does that in this. There's lots of funny moments, but he just plays it very... It's very real, straight. Very like a, yeah. And it just, it just happens to be a funny guy. Um, I loved the montage stuff of him. Obviously, with all the guns on the wall and his cameras, and then he's like, right. But I said this was I said out loud as well when I was watching. It, I was going, oh yeah, you go ransack all their houses now. You go get everything and you make supplies <laughs> and stuff. Because obviously, in the game, there's a chapter in the game called Bill's Town, which is when you go and you you, you kind of go through all the houses and stuff. But I think what they're doing is really navigating well between gameplay and storytelling because there's stuff in the game. In fact, let me get this out of the way first, right? So, Gregor, this is a slight spoiler for the game. All good, mate. All good. There is a moment in the game where you get caught in one of Bill's traps and you're hanging upside down in the game. It is one of the most fun fucking parts of the game to play. But last week I was going, I don't think that will translate well because the Mm -hmm. panic is in the game when you're upside down, the the, the sticks that you play on the controller with invert. Mm -hmm. So when you push up, your gun goes down, and so it's uh, the panic of trying to to shoot these um, clickers, the players that are yeah. yeah. coming towards you. But I'm going, I don't <clears throat> think that panic um, translates all that well. However, what they are doing again, I, I skipped over this. The whole scene where um, Ellie's going in the the dark hole in the basement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My fucking my my chest was so tight with panic, like they are getting that tone of oh, we don't know what's down there. Please don't go get a friend, like do something. Mm. But yeah, to get back to Bill, I thought I love the montage of him setting up. 
you could tell that it was like it would take joy and seeing his traps going off like one of the fucking uh, clickers was walking through and his shotgun went off. Shotgun shell on the tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it, it set up this guy where it's like, well, ultimately when we get to the letter that we'll leave, because I want to fucking talk about how good that letter uh, bit was, um, where he's <laughs> so saying, taking the joy and the world kind of coming, like fucking on its knees and he's just mm. prospering and he's filling his boat up with petrol and fucking booze and it's just mm. I, I loved that opening montage just showing that how he was getting all his shit together it was I think it, it really sort of flips that character on its head because like when, when we see the doomsday prepper sort of character they're kind of taking the piss out of like nine times out of ten but you see that all of bill's plans pay off he's able to set up his primer he's able to set up his shotgun traps and then eventually when you see that conversation between him and joel joel goes oh what you're a you're you're a prepper aren't you and he goes actually survivalist yeah and it's, just, and it's, it's such a good line i was like roaring with laughter at that line yeah it's really, really well done. But let's let's get to the meeting point. So obviously we we they, they meet uh, Frank falls into one of one of Bill's traps and out of interest, right? Because again, we've played the game, so we kind of know. Because it's all I'll say is this is very different, very, entirely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. We will kind of talk about the differences later on, but this is entirely different from the, the the game. You don't actually meet Frank in the game; you hear about him. Oh, okay. Um, so obviously, me and Joseph knew going in. Bill's gay. Mm-hmm. And like, when did it click for you, Gregor, that that's what this was? Um, I, d- I don't know, to be honest, because I thought he was just, um, I thought um, Nick was just being a good Samaritan, a very kind of restrained, mm. I don't really want you in my pad, I don't want you anywhere near me, mm. Wh- whatever it is, Boston's that way, go that yeah. way. Um, but then I think when the whole piano scene kicked off and Thingy starts bashing out on the piano and he then goes, no, 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 please stop. Yeah. I'll do it. And he plays it so delicately. I have to say his singing's not tip-top, but if it was tip-top, you'd be going, no, that's an actor yeah, doing an yeah. acting job. Um, well, apparently, so did... apparently in the HBO podcast, apparently um, your man that plays Frank, um, yeah. Murray Bartlett, is like, apparently he's a phenomenal singer, but he oh, was really? able to kind of like, mm. play it, it as if he was shit. Make it sound a bit rough. Yeah. yeah. Which is but interesting. I think... Yeah, I think for me that was that was the one point where he got really sentimental with that, yeah. and then you know the reason, Frank, yeah, took the re- took, took the chance. The reason I asked was because I was watching it with my dad, and <laughs> when he went <laughs> to kiss him, when he went to kiss him, he went, "Is he gay?" And I was like, yeah, "How have you not fucking clicked, man? You're sitting, you're sitting like fucking loving life about fucking matching rabbit with white, like the ambiance was there, and you could feel the fucking sexual tension." But it wasn't until the moment where they kissed me and I was like, is he gay? And I was like, yeah, like, fucking catch up, Stevie. It's the whole premise, yeah. Honestly, it was so, so funny. But yeah, again, I keep harping on, listen to the HBO podcast, because they they talk about a lot of little nuances in the performances and stuff that you see. Mm. Like, there's a bit where Frank kind of smiles at Bill where he's got the gun pointed at him because it's almost as if he's like, I'm in here. Like, I know, I know what you are. Mm. I know who you are. Um... And yeah, I, and what I thought done worked really, really well because we talked about like a gay actor playing straight or a straight actor playing uh, gay. The 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 dynamic between the two, like when they end up in bed, and mm. Frank asks Bill, like, "Have you ever done this before? Have you done it with a girl?" And he's like, "Oh, once a long time ago." It really felt like this guy was like 
I I've been there. I've done this. I'll kind of ease you in, and it just mm. it felt so nice. And it was like even just that scene where he's like, "Now I'm not a whore, so if we're yeah. going to do this, I'm going to stay for a few yeah, days." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. and again, it just came across so natural and so fucking real life, and just it was lovely. And it was, yeah. and as you say, like they pushed the boat out, and I'm glad they did because how many fucking heterosexual uh, heterosexual scenes we've seen like that and again it wasn't as if it was graphic or anything like that it was just mm. this is uh, what and I did. think what's what's really important as well it wasn't like fetishized as well yeah it was no. it was it was portrayed as completely real and completely yeah. 100% honest and it just it adds to the poignancy of the entire episode yeah mm-hmm. totally. and it's, totally. it's the it's the era as well as like as we are saying like this guy is clearly like of the belief of like Nazis of the government and inside job and like you could like he's this hoarder of guns and he's very much into the second amendment and all this kind of stuff and you're going well you've obviously lived a lie up until this point and it is this almost like sigh this relief when he's finally it's embracing yeah and it's just it's so so well done and well acted Mm. and just performed and written and directed everything about it just clicked um the song it's 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 smashing yeah, it's smashing because like like Nick Offerman, he's he's become like synonymous with like the image of a man's man now. Yes, because because yeah. he's like he's like he's on the the whiskey adverts. He makes wooden furniture. You know, he's <laughs> he, he, like he's like the synonymous man's man sort of dude. But yeah. like to see him play such a vulnerable character, mm, yeah, and like sexuality aside, it's just so eye-opening you know like yeah. as an actor you can go this boy's got range this boy's got a fuck ton mm. of range but then mm. as the character you're just drawn into the world it's when he says the when they're chatting and he says that you know before i met you i wasn't scared or like, oh, I, oh, there is some fucking banger like, lines in this with right mm. man like that one of them was mm. like um it wasn't until you arrived that i was i wasn't yeah scared until you that, that's the I one like Whoa, that is this powerful. The the entire episode felt like a love letter to all relationships that could have been or should have been. It was mm-hmm. just oh. do, you know what, do you know the thing that's lovely about it as well? Like as you say, it's not beating us over the head by like like this is a guy and a guy and a, or a girl and a guy. You can watch their relationship and go, ha, that's my girlfriend, or ha, that's my wife, or ha, that's my mm-hmm. boyfriend. It's it's the bit where you kind of after they after they sleep together and it kind of cuts another three years ahead and you see them kind of arguing. They're arguing about, about painting. They're not and painting. Stuff like that. No, yeah, get yeah. nah, get yourself to fuck. And it's just, it's just like, yeah. The 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 bit as well that stood out when they they were having lunch with with Tess and with with Joel, and he's sitting there with his hand on his gun. On oh, his gun. Like, and, and 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 Frank's just like. Please stop that. Like it's just yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like not not at the table, it's honey. It's it's I... like it's like you know he could be talking about football or he could be talking about like work and I... like Frank had gone. Please not at the table, honey. Yeah. About anything, but no, he's got like a fucking Glock pointed, I... <laughs> pointed yeah. at Joel. And, yeah, I, and, exactly. and honestly, the, the the point the point where Tess and um and Frank kind of disappear into the house and you just hear but no 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 and they're like bye and just go I'm going that's <laughs> It's such a lovely relationship, and again, it's yeah. it feels so real. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the scene between uh, Bill and Joel. Uh, Gregor, thoughts? Gregor, Gregor. Oh, I'm still here. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. What's your, <laughs> sorry. What's your, what's your thoughts? There. Sorry. Sorry. What's your thoughts on the 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 like? Obviously, after Tess and 
Frank disappearing. After they go and these two yeah, sit, this is I've got it on I've got it on the TV right now actually, and it's just at that point. Um, it's good because I don't know Joel. I mean Joel's very frank and he's very you know get get that gun out my face. No 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 no. Joel Joel is Joel. Joel Frank is, Joel. is Frank. Frank is Frank. <laughs> You're such a dick, Joseph. <laughs> such a dick. Oh right, right. I'll see myself out now. Bye bye. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, I think I think it's good because I didn't know there was going to be that crossover of characters. Yeah. So I didn't know that you know um, Joe was going to be turning up and stuff. But I think um, he kind of goes back to his pre-prep days when he was by himself and he's mm. you know he's stocking up and he's making car batteries in his garage and stuff. And Joe comes in and it's back down to kind of working men talking about working yeah. men stuff. Whereas Frank's um uh he's gone away into the house and he's you know he's showing her the china china collection they've got and all yeah. that sort of stuff and doing all that stuff taking her to the boutique to give her a dress or whatever it is yeah. and getting strawberry seeds um i yeah i mean i, I it was it was great it was great I love and it the, was i love the tension between the two because obviously you could tell like Again, we'll get to the letter, but you can tell that they are very similar. And like the fact that Joel was kind of jibbing him about his gate, and he's like, That'll only last you a year. I can yeah. get you some stuff that'll be able to hang with. And you can tell, obviously, when it skips forward the next time, he's got cars up because mm. he's like, Something's kind of ticked him off. He's like, Right, well, I need to fortify kind of thing. And it was just, there was lovely moments, even with Pedro as well, where it was like, To me, I'm going, I don't know if it was just me. So chime in with us if you, if you guys agree or disagree. He didn't seem quite as defeated as he does now like almost like he was almost like willing to be like kind of i think he was more yeah, yeah yeah he's still still proactive still like i can make a difference yeah, yeah. Which almost I think, that he hadn't yeah. lost hope because we in last week's scene where it was like when tess was like well this is it we've, we've got that chance and he was like nah this is the same shit we've had it's the fucking mm. it's the bullshit where they feed us like oh there's a cure and there's, there's nothing like that I thought Pedro came across really well of st- still kind of obviously on tender hooks, like whether I can trust this guy and whether I can't or blah, blah, blah. But like, it, it didn't seem as down and demoralized yeah. as he yeah. does. It was, it was like, a, do I know if I can trust this guy from a, from like a work standpoint? It's like, mm. a, can can I trust this guy so we can get the things we need? Whereas yeah. like now Pedro's playing Joe and like a, like his heart is completely closed off to everything. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's not like a, can I trust him? It's like, a, there's no point trusting yeah. right yeah. now. And he's, he's, he's like getting that, that balance beautifully. Yeah. yeah. And also where, where Pedro's at when we see him, you know, in the first couple of episodes, it's obviously a lot further forward. This is, you know, time, time reversed, mm. but, I don't think where he's at in those first couple of episodes, if somebody said, oh, we come around to ours for lunch and we'll sit in the garden and we'll have a nice lunch and, you know, we can talk about stuff. Maybe we'll trade stuff. Mm -hmm. He's not at that point when, when we get into the the next couple of episodes, he's that kind of phase of life, if you like, has disappeared because people are no longer having lunch outside. They're running for their lives. There's a lovely moment to go off on that, Gregor, that we'll get to as well, because the next scene we see, I'm sure it kind of, I might be skipping parts, but the next big kind of poignant bit is obviously the Raiders come and it's, um, the Bill gets shot and it's the, the, again, it's this lovely fucking yin and yang of this relationship where Frank's kind of tending to his wound and and he's, he's talking to him and Bill's first thought is, I've got keys here, I've got a list for you to do and his first thought is, phone Joel, call Joel mm-hmm. but, and you can tell that they don't like each other but he's got this in the back of the mind going 
somebody needs to be here to protect you, Frank. Like you need, like that. That's what somebody needs to yeah. come and do because this is what my role is when he thought he was going to die. And again, yeah. um, out of interest, Gregor, did you think Bill was a goner thought, at that point? I thought he died on the table. Yeah, seriously, they had that elongated shot of yep. him with his eyes open and he stopped moving, and I was like, he's gone, he's dead. Mm. And Frank's now buggered because. Mm. You know, he can maybe support himself, but probably not because he's he's had the best person on the planet helping him along. So yeah, um, yeah, I thought I thought he was done. I thought he was a, out. my dad was the same, and I, and again, I think it just commends the writers and it commends the showrunners that yeah that that, that, that there there is this kind of hesitancy for people that haven't seen it where it's like oh is this is this what it is and even mm. for us yeah, but like I was going to say, how did you feel about it? Because obviously we when. To, to touch on how it happens in the game, yeah. uh, we we meet Bill. We've heard about Frank. That's a big old spoiler warning. If oh. you don't want game spoilers, this is this is a big kind of spoiler point that we're going to get into <laughs> like, the differences. Jump ahead um, a minute. Like, yeah, jump ahead a minute. So in the game, spoilers, we see Bill. He speaks about Frank. It's like he's his partner, but partner's like a work partner sort of thing. Yeah. We, we find Bill right at the end of the mission, and he has uh, hung himself because he's been bitten. He was infected, and he mm. wrote. He that writes way. Bill a note, yeah. And the way Bill reacts hints at the fact that there was a romantic relationship between the two. And what caused Frank to leave was an argument. Mm. So I don't know about you, Andrew. When they had that argument there, I was like, "Oh no, it's about to happen!" Oh, oh dear. God. I my then, thought on that comes a wee bit later, and we'll get to that. Mm. But yeah, it's it's, it's but then entirely... because like. Obviously, we're sitting waiting for that point to happen. Yeah. I was like, wait, hold on. Is Bill going to die here? Yeah. Because how far are they deviating? Like, did you have that I, same sort of I don't reaction? think I ever thought, I didn't ever think Bill was going to die just because I'm going, but in my head, I'm going, to go, oh, because we need to see the interaction after Frank goes. But again, mm. it's because they've changed it up and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's it's done so so well that it, it it keeps me, like, I didn't think Bill was ever going to die, but it was just, it kept me interested to go, Oh, well, what's next? When are we getting to the point that we know? And inevitably, inevitably, we didn't get to that point because right? they changed mm. it entirely. But the thing that I think they did do so well was the 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 way we learn about Frank in the game. You're reading letters and you're reading like like you'll go up to a desk and there'll be something that you can click on and you'll get to read a wee bit and then there'll be a note over there and you can read a wee bit there and mm. and it and it kind of extends it. What they do so well in the storytelling here and I I just think it's just so beautifully done and I think it's so fucking. It was just nice. It was just lovely, and it was like so after the shot the the scene the scene where we get sh uh, Bill gets shot. It fast forwards another. I think this is as rough. Is it present day? Present day. Uh, it's coming close to. It, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Much, Actually, yeah. no. Yeah, pretty much is. Yeah. Maybe is this when Frank's maybe in? A, is he in a wheelchair? Frank's in his wheelchair yeah. At this point. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's like a month before. Yeah, all but present day. But we're up. We're up to mm -hmm. kind of current events, roughly, and like it's just really interesting that obviously it kind of stops with you thinking, oh, Bill's gone, and then it juxtas to Bill tending after him. Um, frank and and things like that and frank's obviously got and again it goes back to this normal kind of relationshipy thing where frank gets up in the chair and and bill gets annoyed at me he's like listen get back into bed you shouldn't be doing that nah, 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 mm -hmm. nah. um before i get into the content of what what happens in the scene i just want to shout out the makeup and stuff i thought the makeup and department done so well with aging them i thought it looked mm -hmm. so realistic especially frank right, this sounds really daft Frank's hands 
looked old. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. think Bills did as much, and I don't know if that's just because um, Nick Offerman's a wee bit plumper. He's not. Well, I th- I also think bit. I think Nick Nick's beard was real, whereas yeah. I'm pretty. Oh no, n- not Nick. Who's the other actor? Um, Who plays Frank? Uh, uh, Thingy Bartlett. Um, yeah. So Murray, Murray Bartlett's Bartlett. beard was Murray real, Bartlett. whereas Nick's beard was not, and that. Mm. For me, it wasn't a you know it wasn't a huge standout thing, yeah. but I did kind of notice that and go, mm, it's not it's not a real beard, but yeah. um, with the amount of changes these guys have had to go through yeah. for this one episode, you know, it's, exactly. something's got to be got to be prosthetic or whatever. So right, let's get to the sad shit. Oh man, let's get Fuck. to the, t- the the sad shit. Right, so all starts with um. Bill and Frank argue and he's like, oh, you'll fall asleep in your chair and I don't want you to do that because you'll get blue feet. He's like, I won't. Fall. How do you know that? And he's like, because it's my. I've decided this is my last day. That line is so fucking powerful and devastating. Mm. Like, like it's my last day. You, you, My first connotations to that is it's my last day at work or it's my last day doing a job or it's my last day on mm. whatever. I've decided today is my last day. It's so... Mm almost innocent but also brutal and it's just so delivered so well and written so well and just for that moment you kind of sink and you just go ah fuck and And it it rings like a bell like when it's said it just and they 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 didn't have that fear to not let it hold and they let that moment hold within the show and you can just and you're spot on andrew just you see you feel the same defeat that you watch Nick Offerman go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just like, mm-hmm. fuck. And it's done so, it's not done. Again, it's just it's just wonderful across the board, acting, directing, editing, all that kind of stuff. It's just done so almost nonchalantly where it's like, this is my last day. Like, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And it's just so well done. And I cannot commit. Again, you're sitting, similar to Gregor, when we were saying when we were watching House of the Dragon, I'm just sitting going, mm. Nick Offerman, Emmy, Murray Bartlett, Emmy, <laughs> Joel, uh, Pedro Pascal, Emmy. Like, they will mm. clean up with this yeah. series. It's, yeah, the performances will. are spectacular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the bit, the moment that made me cry was when they're sitting in the living room and Murray, uh, Frank's like, look, I'm not going to give it. Every day's been fucking sunshine and rainbows. I've had good mm. days, I've had bad days, but I've had more good days with you than anyone else. Mm. Um, I just want you to give me one good day and then one more good day, and then he lists off. He's like, right, we're gonna, you're gonna start by making me toast, which I'm like, it's fucking genius. It's this horrible thing that we're talking about, and we get a lovely wee joke. Where he's just like, we're going to start with some toast, please. Off you pop. And then he just goes to this, we're going to go to the boutique and you're going to make me dinner and we're going to have wine. And and, and I'm just going, fuck. Like, it's, it's, yeah. I almost felt defeated watching it, mm. going like, no, please don't. Like, this, ah, it's horrible. And again, I just feel as if I'm gushing over it, but I am. It's just like the performances and the, the music and the right, everything about it was just it's, one point. You're watching it and you're just, you feel Take Andrew Mooney, like... get a fucking, just get a grip of yourself. Take <laughs> Andrew Mooney, get a grip of yourself, mate. This is fucking spectacular television. It's like you, you, you're watching it all and you feel defeated, but then like, because Frank is being like, right, we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And, and Bill just does it. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. like you you watch him go from like, you know, he's he's crying on the couch, just being yeah. like, What what the fuck am I gonna do? To begrudgingly going to make toast, and then you see him wheeling him off to the boutique, and then you see them sitting talking about flowers, talking about like flowers, and then you see them getting married and you see them wearing like their best suit, and you're just like, fuck, they have they have just distilled love in yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. And to know that that for me was the whole the whole premise of the whole thing, which is why I actually found the whole kind of dying scene quite um quite a fitting sort of ending for them yeah. both. Because I uh, oh, no, absolute turmoil. Um they found each other. Um Bill found love. Frank, you know, found the love of his life. And they actually lived a really decent, nice, yeah, normal life in a world that's falling apart and yeah. you know it didn't come to the best end but they stuck together all the way through yeah and that for me that's why i was like this this is lovely this is really yeah. you know something special there's like one of the most beautiful things about it to to talk a little bit more technical the the song that plays as they're having like at the end of their dinner yeah is a song um called the nature of daylight by max richter and this the song was wrote as a protest for for one of the wars that we did, um. But now we, did, we like, have that we have done a lot. Of we've we've done we've done a few, um. <laughs> but like I think the the, the, hands, the, up, the hands this, up sorry hands up who's done a war <laughs> yeah. sorry guys. Um, sorry sorry yeah. <laughs> but the, the the song on on the nature of daylight and I'm I I just so happened to have been listening to it a month prior and I really loved the song mm. and I recognised it immediately and it, it's about recognizing when something has finished and when something's time has passed mm. because it's the nature mm. of daylight you only recognize daylight's gone really yeah. and it's about it's about the fact that they've had their relationship it shined and it shined beautifully and yeah. then it's now setting and yeah. when that piece of music came on i was a fucking wreck floods floods, <laughs> floods mate. honestly it yeah. is it, it's such a beautifully done scene and we skipped over a, a quick scene that's just popped into my head with the strawberries where you see them oh, having that bond and he giggles yeah and, yeah and then they go to fuck on the strawberries and frank's like not on the strawberries <laughs> and i'm just not going, on my strobes i was like no 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 you cunts are cute as fuck man like it's yeah. just so real and so and they're getting they're getting nick offerman's we giggle that's yeah. like his actual laugh which is just yeah. this little cute we <laughs> oh. so well done but the thing the thing again from the hbo podcast they were talking about i think they lifted i can't remember off the top of my head what the name of the play is but there was a play about um uh, uh, it, it was about the struggles of of uh, homosexuality and stuff like that and there's a line in it where it's like and uh i think they lifted it almost verbatim from the play where bill says this isn't the gay character in a play committing suicide because all is oh it's not angels like, in america or something like that is it? it's not angels in america i would no. if you if you'd say that i would remember it off but again yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to the podcast and you'll be able to find out sure, sure, sure. but it's yeah, yeah. it's one of these things where he was like this isn't this isn't what this is he's like i'm happy you were the thing that got me through i i am leave, i'm just not leaving and it was so this was at the point where i thought are we going to divert from the game so i thought that um bill was going to give him like sugar and uh-huh. mix it in and then he'd wake up and he wasn't dead and would, he'd hang his cell or something like that but i'm so glad they did what they did mm-hmm. because it's a win. Oh, yeah. it's yeah, a as yeah. ha- as horrible as it is that the two of them die the two of them go out on their own terms, happily together, 
yeah. and just like it, 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 as weird as it is to say that a double suicide is a win this is a win it is for them yeah it is this is what i'm saying sure. it's it's, yeah. it's a happy thing for them and honestly like bill's got a small part in the game in the long run it's probably a small part of this series but my goodness did nick offerman and murray bartlett shine like uh, everything about this episode i can't wait to watch it again they'll because... be they'll be stand they're going to be standout um actors from this oh, whole season guarantee it yeah, but yeah, this is the thing, like, it. I know what else is coming later on, and I'm going, yeah. don't fucking mm. surprise me when they fucking shine as well. Like, it's, yeah. there's, there's there's so much more to come from this where I'm just like, wow, and and, and I'm in awe of it all. Well, well we, we mm. predicted last week that this this would be like a two-part, at least, with Bill. Yeah. Because obviously it's it's a fair whack of the game. It's like yeah. quite a big story moment. moment. Mm. And I have never been more glad to be wrong. Yes, entirely. <laughs> I Again... And this is this is again what they're doing so well with the series. There's stuff that's not in the game. There's stuff that they're changing that was in the game, but it's all hitting and it's all clicking and it's all working. Mm-hmm. And it's there, there's not a, there's not been a point where I'm like, oh, kind of, oh, I don't like that choice. Or oh, does that work? There's never been a point of hesitation for me where I've went, everything they're doing is is working. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was utterly just. Ugh, I cannot. There are not enough words for me to praise um everything about that chunk of this episode by the way of which an hour and 20 minutes flew by like i yeah, was yeah. Engrossed i didn't know in it this. was that long yeah, yeah an hour yeah. an hour and 20 minutes absolutely engrossed um so yeah we then see that um alien um joel have, have made it to the, the to bill's town and and as soon as they walk in it's all dusty and it's like the plants are dying and stuff and Joel kind of figures out that's what's happened and mm. for me arguably might be my favourite part of the episode where Ellie's reading the letter reading the letter <laughs> if, if anything is, is more poignant to back up who the character of Bill is is the point mm. where at the letter Go on, says you say it because I know oh, exactly uh, you know exactly what I'm going to do yeah. so yeah. Um, the letter says <laughs> to whoever it is probably joel and he starts talking he's like joel i know i'm probably talking to you because my traps would have blown like these motherfuckers to bits right let it's me just her pre- delivery of it yes, as well yes. it's so blunt and flat and i yes. loved it this is why it's fucking perfect and probably my favorite because not only do you get who bill is as a character and that he would write yeah. that in a letter yeah. But Bella Ramsey's performance was fucking mm-hmm. spot on. It was exactly. so well done. And yeah, again, lovely parts of the letter where he's like, I don't like you, but we're the same. Mm-hmm. And we we are on this planet to look after people. And again, another fucking kick in the dick where he's like, I've left you all my guns. Keep Tess safe. And She's gone already. And, yeah. and it's yeah. and again, it's the fucking performance for Pedro Pascal. There's a moment earlier where she, um, Ellie's about to read the letter, and he just walks in. He's like, ah, "I take it they're dead," and she's like, "Yeah, um, mm. blah blah blah." Mm. And it's not until the test line where he takes the letter and he has to go have a moment outside. And there was a point where I went, "Is he crying?" Oh no, he's not. He's not. He's not. Mm. Oh, wait, is he? Is he crying? And then I'm like. 
how are you doing this to me, Pedro? Like, you are <laughs> fucking, like, every moment, I think you're about to, but you're not, and then he ruffles, he fucking ruffles it up and throws it at... at, at the man is a powerhouse of subtle acting. He's oh, an yeah. utter powerhouse. I think, like, the, the thing I really loved about the performance of, like, the whole reading the letter is it felt like a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, like, call-out to all the gamers because because yeah. it's like we have just watched an hour and a half of a couple grow old and die together yeah. and they're just mm. like right what loot's about boys <laughs> exactly yeah. you know what Where's they're the dead cool right stuff? why can't we get into that room okay there must be a yeah. there must be a lockpick around here somewhere yeah. you know it's <laughs> and i'm sitting there going they've got no fucking idea what just happened in the last hour and a half they don't feel yeah. that yeah no. the- Oh, it, it's 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 a it's a wonderful micro anal- analysis of the genre yeah. as well mm. and like and like like the whole that survival sort of video game tropes as well like you know you need yeah. to pe- pick through everything but it's just yeah. oh it's it's a fucking wonderful episode and it's gonna be struggle i'm gonna I, i'm gonna struggle enjoying an episode more than this one I, really I, mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. see honestly i mean i think there's more to come like I know what's coming in this. I know what, what mm-hmm. happens in the game, and it's like I'm not saying maybe it's poignant in terms of the story that is told in this episode, but there's going to be more poignant moments. There's going to be more fucking like like edgy mm-hmm. seat. Like mm-hmm. oh my days, what are we going to do? Um, but the thing again that, that I loved about the, the ending of this episode is this dynamic and relationship between Joel and Ellie, where Joel comes in and says, "Look, these are the rules. You don't. We don't talk about tests." Mm-hmm. Don't mention it. But in fact, we're not going to talk about each other's fucking backgrounds. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is like, anything I say goes. So when I say it, you do it. And she's like, mm-hmm. he's like, repeat it. And she's like, your way of that. She doesn't repeat them. She just says mm-hmm. something similar. And I'm going, oh my God, that's fucking Ellie all over. She's a mm-hmm. fucking dick. But again, there's slow moments where I'm starting to see the Ellie that I'm enjoying and I'm starting to see the Ellie that's cracking jokes and you're starting to see um, tiny, tiny little, tiny little chips coming off of uh, Joel's mm. wall. And it's, it, it's obviously we see them um, get in the car, they, they have showers, they kind of pack, Ellie finds Frank's gun. So we mm-hmm. now know that Ellie's got a Swipes gun. Swipes that, yeah. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing, Joseph, that I think you'll find interesting was they they wanted to either start or end every episode from a window, because obviously that's what happens. Yeah, but... the, the the menu screen is a is a window, mm-hmm. and I think they they couldn't do that or something because obviously most things on streaming it's like skip to the start of the episode or whatever, and they were like, oh, could we maybe do that? But that's what they said about this was like it's almost this like open window it's a it, it's as this like entire episode distills what the last of us is in yeah. a perfect hour and a half and yeah just like uh, the fact it ends on the window uh, for me i felt the same way i felt when i finished last of us part two. Oh, that's like just like at the end i was like fuck that was an experience but as it's like mm. one of those like a big inhales a breath and you just go whoa it's like how how um, a, we, 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 we watched this at shower. like we watched this at like lunch. I need to watch myself. Yeah, I need to sit in the shower and cry. Yeah. Uh, just experience all these emotions. Like we we watched this in the middle of the day, and I'm sitting. How the fuck do I go on with the rest of my day? Yeah, what, exactly. What do I do now? Yeah. And again, lovely poignant moment at the end of the episode where Ellie's fucking about. As as Gregor, you said, like this childlike thing. She's never been in a car. Lovely yeah. wee hint to to the game where she's like, oh, it's like a spaceship, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> um. 
and then uh, she puts on the tape and it's, and it's that song. Yeah. Yeah. More, the, the, hundreds of more again you're talking about easter eggs Gregor hundreds of moments like that as well like the, the last meal it's the same meal that they had the first time and he's got the same way yeah, yeah. just it's yeah. so well done and it's so well I'm just I cannot commend this fucking yeah. series enough it's absolutely phenomenal um, do you know I, I was going to say really quickly the, mm -hmm. the only game that I would say as an Xbox player I know I'm, that's blasphemy to say that, that. Is that I, um, there's, no, there's no end to this sentence because <laughs> there's no such thing as an Xbox how game how does it feel Gregor to have all eyes now be on you yeah. they don't make stern judgment <laughs> I can live it up. But the only time I got so emotionally invested in a game for Xbox was the Telltale Walking Dead game. Fair. Yeah. That they brought out. I don't know. Was that on PlayStation? On PlayStation as well. Just mm -hmm. putting that out. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah. But for that, like the relationship between the male lead and the little girl, you know, yeah. it's not that far removed. Oh, yeah. From no, this entirely. Kind of thing. Yeah, entirely. And I, I've, you know, I've never sat and played a game where I'm like single tear rolling down my face as I Try complete a game. I'm trying to think, like, is there, has there ever been... There's a game, like, Last of Us I got emotional at. Last of Us 2 I got emotional at. Yeah. Um, God of War? Oh, no, that's not on Xbox. That's uh, PlayStation. Sp 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 Spider-Man? No, that's not on Xbox. Um, no, no. Uncharted? You're just going to keep no, that's, on... That's no, you Xbox. just keep on going through it. That's fine. <laughs> Halo, mate. I got really emotional at Halo. Crash you Bandicoot? No, that's Ghost, not on. Right. Ghost, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima? No, that's Ghost not on. No, Listen, fuck it. I'm gonna go Bloodborne. No, it's point. not there. Uh... <laughs> I'll have both. I can't believe I'll have both. I can't believe we just bullied Gregor into buying a PlayStation. <laughs> well, actually, no. That's a good, that's a good question, Gregor. Thanks, like, guys. Gregor, like uh, seeing the show so far, has it mm. made you want to play the game? Uh, yes, it has. It has. And to be honest, boys, I grew up on PlayStation. I had the original yeah. PlayStation One. I went Class all the way through until <laughs> I know I'm sorry the Xbox was cheaper and you know I was broke so I was like right okay That's, fine mate I can I can respect the grind and the hustle yeah, so yeah I agree Thank I you. just I, for you. me I think because that's the thing as well like we're getting into the gamer chat now Xbox to me is so that <laughs> my, well, most of my mates have got Xboxes so I'll play like online games but in terms of like one player story like things like yeah, the last yeah, yeah. we're limited you guys have got it yeah I can't I, can, I, can, I don't because even. Even my fucking, my boy, my fucking fucking boy, Wolverine <laughs> is coming as well. I'm getting, oh, it's going to be so good. Um, but yes, Last of Us, it is, could not be off to a better start. We are now three episodes in. We're a third of the way there. There's nine episodes. Um, quick question for Joseph. Uh, mm -hmm. I was hoping we would get it at the end of this episode. We didn't, but I'm hoping it will maybe be in the next week's episode. Um, the bit with the old magazine in the car. Oh, oh, I fucking forgot about that. Yeah. No, I, th I think that's going to come up with the start of next episode. I, I think so. I th and I am. See, I, I want it to happen because mm. it's a really brilliant moment with Elliot. It really shows who Elliot is. But yeah. also, I don't want it to happen because it might undermine how I feel about just about how they ended Bill and Frank's story. Yeah. It's a pornographic magazine. It is a pornographic magazine, yeah. Gregor Christ. Might, it, might, it might be a, a pornographic uh, magazine with the big old <laughs> cock in it. Uh, oh, God. I'm and funny. Ellie's reaction is somewhat phenomenal, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I kind of hope we get it. It's, it's, it's worth seeing. And I think, great. I think I think Bella Ramsey would fucking smash, See, the, there's smash that out of the park, yeah, for sure. See, th there's that moment I'd, I'd be looking forward to uh, if, if it happens, but also, we are getting close to chapter 6 within the game, which is the suburbs, which is where we find Ellie's most pivotal bit of character development, known oh. as the joke book. 
Ooh. I was actually right. going to ask, like, what, what where, because I've not watched, I will, uh, I can't not now, because uh, I watched it last week. I'm going to watch the trailer for, like, next week on um, HBO's Last of Us. Where where are we now? Summer... I think I think that's chapter. We've we've just gone through chapter four, mm. so we've got chapter five, which I think I think is the hotel, and then it's the suburbs. Well, the interesting thing is, people mm. are saying that because of the hotel that they've done in the second episode, that that, that they've kind of yeah. took that from Jiggled later in the game and put it in mm. at the start of the game, so that they can kind of say, "Well, we've done it, but we've not." Because again, we know going by the trailers that we've got the reunion between the brothers, mm-hmm. and we've got the DLC stuff with uh, Ellie and the shop, um, and the 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 mall. So my guess is it's going to be one of those two things, but you never know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I am just. More than happy just to be on the ride and sit and look forward to every Monday when I get there's, to watch this show. Because we'll see so, you on that, man. There's so curious. many times, I, Andrew, I just want to go, oh, but how are they going to do this and just blow through spoiler time? <laughs> yeah. Like a bat out of hell. But obviously, we can't do that. Yeah, we can't do that. But this, is the, fun th- that. this is the fun thing is, like, as we do it week to week, we're going, oh, we can finally talk about blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. But there's, I, there's so much more to come. This is the scary thing to me, though, as I'm going, there's so much more. There's so much more to come. Like, Joseph, we, we were on record saying it. People aren't Pe- ready. People are not, people ready. Are not See, ready. We said people are not ready. Yeah. We we were true to that fact, but we were, we were not ready for this oh. episode, my boy. We were not ready. But the thing as well is, I was, you weren't ready for episode one. And then as I've, I've watched this every week, I'm going, oh, but then that happens later on. As well. mm. People aren't ready for that as well. But yes, Joseph, very well put. And I think that's a poignant way to end it. We were not ready for the fucking spectacularness of Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, they absolutely smashed this episode. It was fucking incredible. Majestical. If, if for whatever reason you have listened to this podcast and you're not watching the show and we've just spoiled it all, go watch it. It's it's utterly fantastic. Yeah, I can't, there's not much more I can say. I yeah, if you're this. not watching it, where are you? What are you doing yeah, in life? What are you, do- right what are you watching? Fucking yeah. Love Island? Nothing against people that watch Love Island because I used to watch it and now I'm 31 and I look at all those young people and I go... What are you doing with your life, Andrew? Yeah. So See, like, if, if if you're watching this and you're not enjoying it, you're going to be one of two people. One, and uh, you're in the camp where you actually don't enjoy this sort of show. This is not for you. Or you're the second type of people, and you're Craig Andrew Mooney who's sitting there with a grumpy face. <laughs> can I just can I just say as well, right? Who who isn't into this kind of show? It's brilliant. There's, yeah. not, there's nothing because uh, see, even again, this is Craig's argument. It's all zombie. I'm going. It's not. No, it's, it's not. We ha- we had thirty seconds of zombie in this episode. Yeah. Thirty seconds, and it was that was it. it was the guy smashing. in the basement, and that was it. Yeah. But yes, that mm. is us for another week of The Last of Us. Please let us know in the comment section what you thought of this week's episode. Um, have you seen it before in terms of the game? Is this you coming in fresh? Like, what are your thoughts of the characters? Who was your best performance? What was your favorite moment? All that kind of fun stuff. Put it in the comments, whether that's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, where else am I? Bebo, all that kind of stuff. Just follow the With Mates Bebo. podcast on all the social media platforms. As I say, if you are more into non-spoiler stuff, I do non-spoiler TikToks um, and give my thoughts on what I thought of each episode every week. So just check us out over there on TikTok. Um, Joseph, where can the lovely people find you online? Uh, the lovely people can find me in the abandoned Home Depot that is my Twitter page <laughs> and Instagram uh, at Joseph Boone on both the platforms. Home Depot. <laughs> as for, the, for, the, for the American people listening, uh, for over here, Asda. Uh, Gregor, That'll where... be a B&Q, mate. 
Oh yeah, B and Q. That's fair. That's that's the first place I'm heading when it's fucking the world goes tits up. Gregor, where can the lovely people find you? Uh, Target or Target, uh, yeah. IHOP. Yeah, Target or just, IHOP. Just, just mean, Gregor's I'm just wandering around. Looking for pancakes. Stuff, buying guns. No, you can get me on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I'm on. I'm on all of them. Just um, search Gregor for you'll find me. Because um, obviously, we're not. So... Allowed, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but Gregor's got something really cool coming up in the future that that I can't. I wait do to get indeed, and do you know, about. as soon as we can talk about it, we'll talk about it. Yeah, for sure. I love talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at and Alpha Gray on all social media platforms. As I say, you can follow the podcast on all social media platforms at With Mates Podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. Please give us a five-star review. Helps us get out there to more people listening, but most of all, start telling people. If you're enjoying this podcast, let people know and then uh, point them in our direction and they can enjoy it too. Um, in terms of what's coming up, um, I believe I'm seeing The Whale this weekend so there should Ooh. be a whale spoiler podcast coming out mm. if that interests you and i have been a silly goose and i set uh richard francis who is normally on these episodes the task of ranking a uh, marvel phase four uh before the ant-man movie comes out um on the 17th of february what mm. rich has done is ranked every single film in the, the MCU. <laughs> so that's what the podcast is going to be. We will be ranking all the MCU movies and TV shows and a big old MCU ranking list. So keep your eyes peeled for that coming on the podcast before uh, Ant-Man and the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, that comes that's February so 17th. We'll be doing a spoiler hang about that as well. But that is all for this week. Thank you so much again for listening. As I say, let us know in the comment section what you're thinking of the podcast and what you think of the show, but until next time, latest on the Minji. Oh, I miss Paul.